Well, good evening. It is midnight here in Mesa, Arizona. And I am just inspired to talk. I'm finally back from Wisconsin. And I had a wonderful, wonderful time. I got to see my grandchildren. I got to see my kids. I spent a lot of time with my dad. Oh, that was like the best. Let me tell you something. I'm 52 years old, but I am always, always daddy's girl. Every night, my dad would give me a hug and tell me I love you honey and I would tell him I love you dad every morning he made me a breakfast whether it was pancakes or a bacon egg and cheese sandwich oh my god those are the best um he took me out to eat pretty much every day I returned the favor twice I'm like, Dad, it's Friday. I want to take you out for dinner. And that really surprised him. And I said, please let me do this. I want to. And he let me. Um, let's see. My first... Uh, I, pr I couldn't really drive at all while I was there. Because the humidity just totally with my MS and a lot of my friends you know I wanted to see but I just really couldn't because I couldn't get there uh, and then the ones who really wanted to see me they came to get me and I have to say this because it's so cute when I used to work for the Appleton Area School District there were these two native men that were like my colleagues kind of and one he had the same position with his school district that I had with mine and oh he let it be known early on that he was just twitter painted with me but we even went on a date actually but it's just like, mm, no. And it had nothing to do with age or anything. It just, it just wasn't there. You know what I mean? His friend, who was the school counselor at the tribal school nearby, he had a crush on me. And apparently he still does. <laughs> I still got it. Um, so, you know, I told Tom... I said, hey, I'm in town, but you're going to have to come to get me, and I'm in New London. And I just explained my circumstance, and he says, we'll, we'll come to you. Me and Jason will come to you. And I thought, oh, boy, the two competitors. Jason's married now, so I'm really glad. And she's a good woman and is taking care of him well. And to my knowledge, Tom is still single. But I could, you know, as an empath, I can feel things, and I could, I was definitely picking up his vibe, 
And especially when we gave each other a hug, it was like, yeah, it's still there. And this is this is one of those haha funny things, but not so funny. And this happens to me a lot, so I'm not even surprised really. But when I lived over there, and I knew that Tom kind of had it for me. I never found him attractive or anything like that. I mean, he's a traditional man. He still has his long hair. and oh, mm. If you know me, you know I like my native men with long hair. And he knows his language, Menominee. I mean, it's just like, mm, all that kind of stuff. But I also know from talk of with his past relationships that he's not easy to get along because he's it's very my way or the highway and everything about the man and for me as an apache slash ojibwe which <laughs> is kind of funny because well not really but it's really all about the woman so eh, but and i never found him attractive physically either at that time but i have to say when i saw him when they when he came and picked me up at my dad's to go to lunch, there was some about him that caught my eye a little bit more, and I don't know what the hell that was about, but you know, and even though I was not walking that well, they knew what they were in for when they saw me. I'm kind of decrepit, or at least I was at that time because that humidity was just fucking with me so bad, and um, you know, I just. I just kind of laugh on the inside. And, you know, we're telling stories, and those two are picking on each other. I mean, it was just like back in the day, and it felt really good. And, you know, I'm just like, go figure. I don't live here anymore. I have no plans of living here permanently ever again. And now he's kind of... Tickling my fancy, for lack of better words. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm hormonal. I don't know. I don't know. But, so anyway, moving on. Um, let's see. My my friends, Patty and Tony, they came and picked me up on a Friday. And took me out to dinner. And we caught up, shared some laughs, and... And then they came over to my dad's house, and I, I invited them in. And my dad met them, and oh my gosh, totally hit it off. My dad's like, I'd like to stay in contact with you, you know, whatever. So I got their phone number. I got to give it to my dad so we can call Tony, and they can all hang out and have fun, which I think is kind of cool because my dad is a cool guy. And then it'll be another person in my neck of the woods that is kind of keeping tabs on my dad. So then, okay, then the following week, an, a former co-worker, dear friend, I love her terribly. I mean, oh, I just love her to death. She's such a good person. And she helped me out a lot before my disability was approved so I, I am forever in debt to her and um 
she came. We went to a coffee shop in town and had a little lunch and caught up a bit. And then she d- took me back. Um, I spent three, two days at my daughter's, so I got to spend time with my grandbaby, who was so happy to be able to spend so much time with them, and even my daughter, she sent me a text message how this was the best visit ever, and that she was really glad I could stay there for that long, and I thought, oh my god, yes, and it was just great helping out with the baby, and you know, all that stuff, and being the grandma, so I got a lot of pictures, and oh, man, I sure miss that little guy, um, my, I saw my son, and his wife, and their two children, oh my god, my granddaughter is so big, she's a two-year-old, but she looks bigger, and she's so cute, she, she likes my jewelry, and so she she kept taking my bracelets off and putting them back on. Well, my favorite one broke, but it's fixable, so I'm going to figure out a way to get that repaired or whatever i got to do. And um, but and she called me. I said, do you know who I am? I'm Grandma. And she says, Mima. So I'm Mima. And that just like oh, melt my heart. Um, it was so good to see my son and hug him. I missed him a lot. That son, he's my second child. He is the reason I have as much fucking gray hair as I have. Because that boy put me through the ringer since he started putting his dick in some bitches. And it's like he just went crazy. And then he started not listening to me. And then I had to kick him out and ship him to his dad. I mean, it was. And I always worry about him because he's so impulsive and he doesn't think. And he's he's like 33. No, wait. God, I don't even know how my kid is. He's, he's going to be 32 in November. And, oh my God, it's like, please, son, get your shit together. Because you're still acting a fool sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I I, I don't go to get into my kids' lives or their relationships like some mothers do. Um, they have to learn those lessons on their own and go from that, you know. So... I just I just hear the stories from his sister as <laughs> she tells me what the fuck is going on and and I just shake my head and I'm like, Oh my god, what in the fuck? Um let's see, I was at my brother's house twice, which was awesome because I really missed my brother. And when when I got there and I I gave him a hug it was a long hug, like, I missed you, that kind of hug, because usually it would be like a hug, and, but no, we hugged, and not just once, we did that more than, more than twice on one visit, and then it just, it was just really good to see my brother, and my, my nephew and his wife and their baby, 
who she's going to be one. So I'm really glad that I got to see everyone. The only one missing was my mom, but she was there in spirit. There was a day that Raven was over with baby Ren, and my mom was there. See, every time my mom's around, I, I smell smoke. As a matter of fact, probably five minutes before I started this podcast tonight, I smelled smoke in my room, and I'm like, hi, Mom. So, the one day at my dad's, Raven came over with the baby, and I think she was holding him, or was I? I don't remember. But he was just talking away and, like, looking at nothing. And I knew, I'm like, me and my dad looked at each other. And I'm, and he's like, I think he was talking to, I think he was talking to mom. I'm like, I do too. I said, because did you see how he just kept looking off toward your bedroom? That's why I know it was her. I know he was because he was looking right at their door, their bedroom door. And, um... And he was just, you know, talking in his little, own little baby talk. And it's like, yeah, he, he was talking to great grandma. But, you know, he's just such a little doll. And unfortunately, <sighs> I did not see or hear anything from Seth. Nobody has for a while. And I'm not going to give up on him. I'm going to make one final attempt to reach out to him and I'm going to send a letter to him in the mail where he has to sign for it because he has not responded to any communication I have sent his way or any of my families for that, like my dad, my brother. And I gotta talk to my brother. I gotta ask him some questions about things, but that's another conversation. Um, I mean, I sent him text messages. I messaged him on Instagram and, and Facebook. So it's just like, hmm. Uh, one more attempt. And. And then I just don't know what to do. I guess I just have to trust that the goddess will bring my son home to me again and we will talk. And that we can make amends if that's what needs to happen. Um, but I miss him a lot. And and then my youngest the daughter that I placed for adoption, I just, because I couldn't drive and with her, it's always, I don't know, it seems like the circumstances just didn't line up. Like she was supposed to drive to New London and she was going to pick me up and then we were going to go to a park. Well, then she didn't have money for gas. I said, okay, um... I said, I'll, ch I'll try to find another solution. So then my daughter Raven says, well, Mom, you want me to drive? Should we just drive there? And we'll just meet, like, in Appleton at Monkey Joe's or something. 
Wait, okay, let's do that. Let's let's see about that. Well, because of the plans that changed with my roommate, um, they were done with whatever they were doing for the family stuff sooner. So she's like, okay, I'm going to be at your dad's house on this day. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And I'm like, I had to tell Wabi, I said, I'm so sorry. I just got notified that my ride was going to be here on that day to take me back and I'm just going to have to the next time I go to Wisconsin I'm going to have to make it a point to see her and the next time I go I'm going to fly so then I won't have to be crippled up and stuff with a long car ride and and then I'll be able to drive and then I can go over there to her house or wherever Raven says I don't want to go to her house because she's a fuck. It's just fucking. It's messy or something like that. I don't know, but I'll take her word for it because Raven's a clean freak and, um, yeah. But unfortunately, before I left, I did not get to see Delilah and Dakota again. But at least I did get to see David one more time. Um. You know, this was a really good visit. I needed that. It was very healing for me. My dad, he made a comment how he was glad that I was actually staying longer because he was having fun and that um, he really felt like we got to know each other again. And... And we talked about the last time I was there because it did not end on a very good note. And I told him, I said, look, Dad, I, I know that the last time I was here, you were still grieving hardcore and you were dealing with all that emotional shit. I get it. I didn't even tell him how you made me feel like a child or whatever. I didn't do any of that. It doesn't matter. And, you know, we just really talked about a lot of stuff and... I found out things about my family, about my dad's, you know, growing up from when he was adopted, even, I mean, about, I learned stuff about my mater, my, my grandma, his mother. I mean, I always knew there were things about her, but yeah, he kind of told me stuff that solidified that. So I was like, okay. Um... As I said to him, I go, Grandma Arizola, she was such a that brujeria, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And then he told me a story how he was really afraid of dogs. And she took him to some kind of a person who does magic. And they laid he laid down on the floor or something, and they put a something white around like they outline him with like white chalk or something like that. I don't know but and that they did whatever they did and I said well did it work and he says no I was still afraid of dogs I said hmm but the way he described it I know that shit was like for her to be involved in stuff like that yeah she was definitely hardcore witch I'm like, huh, that's where I get it from. I get it from grandma and from my mom. Because I know my mom was a witch too. There's nobody going to tell me different. 
we talked about my mom talked about how he knew that me and mom did not have the best relationship I mean it's just like this was really healing I needed to hear those things from him because I had always thought oh you just got this fucking rosy glasses image of mom and think that she was like some kind of whatever but no she was not that kind of woman she was a fucking bitch she was mean to me I mean she said terrible things to me I just put it all out there and he acknowledged it and I was thankful for that and we really got off to a better understanding of each other and that's really important to me I mean that was really important for me and you know we talked about things like the house who's gonna get it and I said I'll I'll take the house dad when when you're gone I'll take it I'll take care of it whatever and because for him and me it's a it's not just a house it's our home and it's where I grew up and I made you know there was there's a lot of memories there and I know that when I inherit it I'm gonna have a hell of a fucking mess to deal with because my dad is a pack rat and he he told me he goes oh I got all this shit down here he goes but I was gonna clean it out but I thought ah you and your brother can deal with it after I'm gone <laughs> I'm like oh my god really so <laughs> I'm gonna inherit the house and a whole lot of other shit which is kind of funny but it is what it is <coughs> but yeah I don't know I'm we made really good time coming back I left on on the 4th and we got back late not last night but the night before and well not too late actually I mean we got back quicker than what we had kind of planned on but oh, it was a lot of driving and when we got back just fucking exhausted and then you know we're both hungry and I'm like fuck this I'm ordering so I ubered some Indian food and over and we had that for dinner and life was good but we made good time and oh my god I gotta tell you okay every hotel we stayed in going to Wisconsin was great no complaints you know pretty comfortable all that good shit okay coming back to Wisconsin um the first hotel was okay I mean it's a hotel okay but then for the last one <laughs> I used Trivago I found it on Trivago 
I've been seeing these commercials and you know how it scours all these different sites for the cheapest rates and that kind of shit like that. And I thought, why not? Let's try it out. And I did find a room at what was supposed to be a conference center and I seriously can't remember the name of it because I'm just was so disgusted with it but and things were not put on their website either to my knowledge and so I booked it on Trivago it was like cheap I think it was like I don't know 70 bucks maybe I don't remember but it was a really cheaper I said this one is right off the highway should I should I book it she goes yeah okay perfect it was right off the highway easy to get to etc we get there. Now, one thing, when I reserved this room, it did not have any option to say, like, you have pets. That kind of thing. And we get there, go to check-in. And, you know, she's got the regist- the service dog registration, so they can't deny it. And she says, okay, I have two service animals you know whatever and, and they said oh we only allow one 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 dog and she's like there's nothing that indicated that on the website anywhere and I mean now we're getting pissed because then it's like oh we need to have a $250 cash deposit that we'll get back after we're done someone will check out the room and then they'll refund it so we had to go down to a fucking grocery store so I could take out money because Penny didn't have any cash on her. And what I did have for cash was not enough. So I'm like, all right, well, we got to go to the grocery store anyway to get something to eat. So it worked out. So I, I withdraw the money, turn it in, we get the room. The TV did not fucking work. We tried and tried and tried, and it took for ever to get these people to get it up and running for us and they finally decided oh we'll give you our box from the office because that one works (sighs) we're like can't you just give us another room then you know whatever no that was not an option and uh so then we get in the room and I notice fucking cockroaches I killed, within the first half hour, three cockroaches. And I'm like, oh my god, I cannot live with this again. Because my last apartment I had, there was always cockroaches. And I had to constantly keep putting down bait and shit to kill them. And I just, I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm not dealing with this again. And... The room smelled like smoke, despite it was a non-smoking room. I mean, just all sorts of stuff. So we took pictures, and we called the office a couple times saying, just so you know, it smells like smoke in here. Just so you know, we got this going on. But, oh my God, there's no way we could have taken a shower because something was wrong with the fucking drain. It was plugged up or something. It was just gross. And so we went to bed, and we got up. In the morning, we left earlier 
and we hit the road and we got back in some pretty damn good time and oh, it just felt so good to sleep in my own bed last night and I'm in my bedroom right now with my TV show going and oh it feels so good to be in my own fucking room so I'm still a little exhausted did the grocery shopping today which was like holy fuck um <laughs> yeah we said we were not gonna go anywhere today and then we looked in the fridge it's like fuck we have to so we went and did the grocery shopping and whatever miscellaneous crap we had to do we got back tomorrow we are going to be tackling the pool which right now is draining because the monsoon storm ripped off the cover fucking tons of shit fell in there and it looks like a small swamp and like ew so we just decided fuck this we're gonna drain it clean it out good and then fill it up and put the proper chemicals in and not have to worry about it so we're gonna do that and go from there but I just want to get on here for a little while and just kind of share my story um, you know I just I'm really thankful I am very grateful and I'm excited for the next time I go home I am thankful that I have a comfortable bed running water a home that does not have cockroaches <laughs> or other icky nasty shit so I think on that note you can probably tell I'm rather tired <sighs> yeah I'm ready to sleep alright so this has been Miss Cynthia your wolf pack leader from wolf wisdom healing Empowered Muse Life Coaching. I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful night. This has been the What's Howlin' Podcast.